1: Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to
0: go buy a house. This is when the
1: real estate fortunes are made. A A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever changing financial and real estate landscape. People need to understand this is not a typical downturn. At a certain point, we will get the spread of the virus under control, and at that time, confidence will return. Now, your host, the Mortgage Experts from Central Coast Lending. I'm not going to do anything rash or hastily. I don't do that. But the country wants to get back to work. Broadcasting from the KVEC News Talk. 920 and FM 96.5 studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? It's talking about time mortgage for Mortgage Mortgage
0: Matters. Mortgage
2: Matters. Mortgage Matters. All right. Hi and good morning, everybody. And uh, Mr. Mike, on the dial-in, are you there?
3: I am, Mr. Grody. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Uh,
2: All right, it's been a little while since we've been able to do one of these uh, Mortgage Matters episodes, which has been a bummer, but um, just pulled in a majillion directions and struggling to keep all the balls in the air.
3: Wait, are you spinning plates as well, Jason?
2: Yeah, yeah. I've been pretty busy um running all over the state and um just trying to get things done and and also just live in this COVID world where uh nothing's yep. normal.
3: Kids are back in school for you yet? Is Ashlyn and Tucker back?
2: Yes, kids are well, back in well, school. Back,
3: whatever that means. But like Yeah, back in school
2: studying from home. So um, that's interesting. It's interesting for me. Um, I I was talking to my dentist earlier today, actually, and we were talking about how uh, it's funny, these kids have grown up with technology and they've used it pretty minimally for educational purposes and mostly for um, consuming, you know, and entertainment, right? And so now they're trying to use technology as an education platform, which I would say is is kind of different than how our generation used it. Right? Like we were, it was kind of educational, almost only in nature until you know. Then it became more recreational, and so it's it's interesting to watch these kids adapt to it. And
3: well, um, how do you explain Oregon Trail? I mean, what's what was that?
2: um, Well, you were learning on that, right? I guess I was learning how to get malaria. Mm. But you were learning <laughs> commands about how to march your wagon forward though, weren't you?
3: That there were, yes, there was a, there was a derivative or there was a deductive reasoning aspect to it. Yeah. Uh, absolutely.
2: So, yeah, we Absolutely. we have that going on, and that's, of course, been keeping us busy this week. But, you know, just in general, it's very busy. These um, low interest rates have everybody clamoring to get a loan, and I know we'll talk a lot about that in today's episode, which, by the yeah. way, you guys, this... This hour is going to be played two times, so if you're listening now, don't listen in the second hour unless you, um, you know, are trying to... Refresher. Like yeah, a refresher. or just rogue memorization where you need just the redundancy to be able to have it together. And, you know, I think people used to want to do that because then they could sound real sharp at the water cooler on Monday. Uh, but now, of course, there's yeah. no water cooler on Monday. Um, unless, yeah. of course, you're considering talking to your cat in the kitchen is the water cooler now
3: i can't get that thing to shut up
2: oh man so (laughs) so yeah anyhow it's um what today's thursday and it's august 20th it's late in the day and we're just putting in this recording to be able to bring you guys a new message today and um there's some interesting things to talk about there's been actually mortgage stuff been in the headlines again lately and you know of course we'd be remiss if we didn't start by talking um probably about the COVID stuff and just give kind of some of the updates and guidelines as to what's going on with COVID and um, we'll start here Um, so far we we've learned um, you know a little bit about you know just an update here about who is late on their mortgage and who is in a forbearance plan and um you'll be happy to know that the number is decreasing. Um, The total number of loans now in forbearance federally declined Mm -hmm. by about uh, 23 basis points. So um, it fell from 7.44% to 7.21%. So less people are um, in forbearance. And according to these numbers, that puts about 3.6 million homeowners in the nation into a forbearance plan right now so um, that's right yeah we hit the first 90 day renewal period um, and i suspect this is probably why some of this is declining is it's people that learned that they have now limited their opportunities by not being able to refi or perhaps not get some other new consumer credit because they're in forbearance and you can't get new credit when you're something as significant as your house loan is in forbearance so those people quit um, then you have people that are back to work um, which those are that's right. hopefully yeah. the largest number of people those people are back to work so they're able to quit their forbearance plan um, and then I think lastly is just people that are um, you know figuring out how to scab it together and make the household just able to work even though they may not quite be back to work yet but um so anyhow, it's good to see that number going down. Um,
3: yeah, we saw jobless claims going up today, though. So it's just, is it going to be like the tide? You know, is it going to go in and out? Um, the CARES Act allows for people to forbear at any time. I don't know if they can go on and off again. I haven't read that in the law.
2: Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I do. I think you probably can go on and off again. Um I don't know anybody personally that has, um, but it makes sense if you, especially if if you're in an industry that was allowed to go back to work for a minute, like for example, in the state of California here, which I think is the last state in the country that's not allowed to cut hair in a salon, um, They've got those people that are out of work. Were allowed to work for a little while under some, you know, altered set of rules, and then they uh, changed again. But um, you know,
3: well, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt your flow, Jay. But I want to make sure we take a, at least a good three to five minutes, especially with your knowledge of how um, underwriting works, and touch on what will people see as Okay, I'm on my feet again. I'm out of forbearance. Now I want to take advantage of these rates. What do I do? So do you want to do that now or should we get to that right after the break? Because I know you're right in the middle of your flow.
2: Um, I think we have a little, we have enough time to be able to talk about that right now.
3: Because that's the card that's coming up frequently in, in my week-to-week basis. I'm seeing people say, hey, look, just got referred to you. Hey, guess what? Job's back, fully fully working working overtime now Um, orders are getting filled i'm at the plant and i was on forbearance you know i get about seven minutes into the call and it's it's natural for me to say so what has been happening with your mortgage the last three months boom we were on deferment
2: yep i'm Um, i'm starting with that pretty early in the conversation right now because as you're aware it's a non-starter if your house is in forbearance And you just got back to work, and so you're like, all right, cool, I have my income again. I want to refi into these low rates I keep reading about. Bad news. Uh, You need to get out of your forbearance plan and then be 90 days out of it with three regular on-time payments. And at that point, you're eligible. And so there's actually folks – I have a couple loans that I started up this week for people that uh, – three months ago we're in forbearance and we have this conversation. They said, okay, well at the renewal, I just won't renew. And then I'll talk to you then. Okay, perfect. So those people are coming back and um, provided that they're out of their forbearance and have made their three payments, then they're okay.
3: Would we have an issue? Like, let's say every, every servicer is different and you said a key thing there, Jay, they have to make 90 days worth of on-time payments. You can't just say, well, Hey, I'll just, I've got all this cash saved up because I haven't been making payments. What if I just throw three months of the mortgage at it? Can you do it then? No, we need to see that consistency of month after month payment and then we can do it.
2: Yeah. Right. That's right.
3: Yeah. So the other thing too, is I've been hearing, well, my, my servicer wants to put me back in line, like to start me on a mortgage, but I got to pay the back due interest. So I want to just roll that into the refinance with you. Right. And that's like a case-by-case case basis, wouldn't you say, Jay?
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't – the majority of what I've seen so far have been people that what they were offered was a position basically to um, – Track it on. Ha- yeah, just to have it be almost like an interest-free silent second on the, um, the back of the loan where – yeah. It's not due. It's not collecting fees. It's not negatively reporting. It's just there waiting for um, you to sell or refi. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. if, if and when you do, you'll. I really like that. You don't or you do?
3: No, I really like that. It's I think a, that makes the most sense.
2: Well, I got a call from a friend of mine who, um, you know, we've had a long good relationship i've done a lot of loans for him he got let go from work in a way he was unsure if it was going to be permanent or not and so he did a forbearance plan he was three months into the forbearance plan when he was allowed to go back to work and so i didn't even know that i mean i didn't know he was in the forbearance plan whatsoever he called me and he said, "Hey." I did the forbearance plan, and now I'm at the end of the period. I'm back to work, and everything's good, so I'm wanting to um, settle this thing, and I want to know what you would do. And so we looked at it together, and his first option was to lump sum it for like $14,000, pay a fee for $14,000, and and that would just take care of it, bring them all up to snuff, and resume his regular payment. and right. Option number two was he could pay basically one and a half times his normal payment until he caught back up on, you know, the missing money. And option three was put it on the kind of the backside of the loan as this um, deferred principal portion. Again, no interest, no fees, no negative credit reporting, and that they would accept payment for it. At any time that he wished to pay it, um, or if he ever wanted to um, sell or refinance, it was payable. And I mean, and he had he had the savings, right? So he basically had the choice to just pay it off. And I said, well, wait a minute, if it can sit there interest free and you you might you might just take advantage of that and just leave that there for a few reasons and one of which is um hey we don't totally know that the covid thing is behind us yet right so you might find that you suffered the rapids and survived and now you're in the calm (laughs) water ready to write big checks but there could be rapids around the next bend so what's that
3: noise it's a waterfall
2: yeah (laughs) and so you you might just kind of wait and uh and play it safely until you know you know that and so that was ultimately what he chose to do but I thought what a fantastic offer. And that was one that was yeah. from one of the nation's largest banks. I don't know if they do this for everybody. I've seen several banks doing it that way. Um, but also I talked to a client yesterday whose bank did not offer him that they offered him a forbearance plan and at the beginning they told him that his only options were going to be to lump sum it or one and a half payment it back at the end of the forbearance agreement um, or don't take the forbearance I mean, or they said you're, you could apply for a loan modification but there's no guarantee that we will do a modification for you and so he opted to he was on reduced income and he opted to just go for using savings and not going into the forbearance plan so um yeah you know i think every every servicer is just a little bit different and yeah. um, you got to check with them to know exactly where you stand yeah um yeah. before we I- break here i just wanted to say too on this topic of delinquent homeowners here's an interesting headline for you The FHA mortgage program has its highest delinquency rate in at least 40 years. The share of FHA loans that are late hit 16% in the second quarter of 2020. Um, It was only 9.7%. So it nearly doubled from the first quarter um, and is hitting some of the highest records uh, going back to 1979. And, You know, I mean, obviously the reason for this is simple. I mean, it's COVID and and millions of Americans stopped paying their home home loans after losing um, jobs due to the virus. However, FHA borrowers are the lower income people that don't typically have savings. They're generally working in those... um, jobs that are you know potentially disposable and they usually yep. have shaky credit and so they don't really have access to other liquidity or other credit items and so yeah, uh, we see these people struggling with it and um will so be interesting to track how that happens but if you were wondering why those fha interest rates aren't lower that's why <laughs> they're they're having quite a struggle with delinquency there. And when we get back from the break, I want to talk a little bit about that because it continues to baffle most people why some loan products you're going to get a 2.5% 30-year fix, and on some loan products you're being offered a three and a quarter 30 year fix or higher. Yeah. So, yeah, or higher. Yeah, and that's COVID related. So we're going to do that after this quick break. So I want you guys to stick around. Let us take some time to thank the sponsors, and we'll be back in just a minute with more Mortgage Matters.
1: Don't Go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. The mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending will be back in just a few minutes.
4: It's time to make a change. Get lean and efficient in time for summer with Kennedy Club Fitness and AM Sun Solar. Schedule your free consultation with AM Sun Solar and you could win a one-year membership to Kennedy Club Fitness. That's right. Get entered to win a one-year membership with Kennedy Club Fitness when you schedule your free solar consultation with AM Sun Solar today. AM Sun Solar is your local solar company Providing exceptional service since 2001. Call us at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com.
2: Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get
0: pre-approved.
5: Just call 543 the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central
0: Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 32835. Hi, this is Jason
2: Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is
0: to get pre-approved.
5: Just call five four three We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central
0: Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number three In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts. You can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. In
6: these times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley & Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust. Blakesley & Blakesley. for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Come to Blakesley & Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles. Member FINRA and SIPC.
0: You're
1: tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending.
2: All right. Welcome back. Appreciate your being with us today. And Mike, thank you for helping out today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I hope that you could shed a little light on this. I know you're, I mean, you're a busy loan officer here in slow too. So you're getting this call a lot, but um, how befuddled are these borrowers that call in um, and are being quoted an interest rate that's over three percent when they are hearing people are getting a two and a half percent
3: yeah it can be frustrating um you know a lot of people i was surprised by how many people were aware of of the fh fa um discussion that, that was had with fannie mae and freddie mac this last week or 10 days ago i think yeah. it was to um, add a half a point in fee, not rate, but in fee, so um, that they could protect themselves more during this pandemic. And I've also read articles that FHFA was saying that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were just making too much of a profit share, and that's why they taxed them this fee. But that's kind of hearsay. I think what, to explain that to a borrower, though, it just doesn't make sense. I think the best way to help And that's not the only reason, Jay, which I'm sure you're willing to chime in and say, but it it really depends on a lot of factors. And the number one thing, the crown jewel right now that you can have on your file as a borrower is good old fashioned equity. And if you can have a loan to value that has less than 65% loan to value, so you're owning more than a third of this thing, and ideally you own half of it you're still seeing phenomenal interest rates, phenomenal interest rates. Yeah. When you get above that 70 to 75% range and you're in that 70, like let's say you got a house two years ago and you put 10% down and now you're just so ecstatic that you no longer have PMI, but you have a 77% loan to value. That's kind of a bad position to be in. I mean, that's that's you saying, hurrah, I got no more PMI, but that's the bank saying, man, they're really close to 80% loan to value and I don't have any insurance. Yeah. And so I'm going to tweak this rate so that I can offset my risk of maybe, you know, attorney fees or foreclosure issues or maybe dealing with lack of payments here and there. And I'm going to make the borrower compensate me for this risk. And to, you know, anyone anyone in California is like, But I have $150,000 in equity. And they're like, yeah, but that's still only 23%, you know?
2: Yeah. And so that's really what the banks are looking at. The equity is huge. And case in point is we've done a few, like you can really see this exacerbated on a cash-out refi. If you are doing a cash out refi, but you're, you know, some of these people have a $200,000 loan. They want $50,000 cash out and they have a million dollar house. That's a 25% loan to value and the pricing, there's essentially no adjustment for a cash out refi when you have that much equity. However, let's say you have you know, a $400,000 loan and you want $50,000 cash out and you have a $600,000 house, you're approaching an 80% loan to value on a cash out refi. So your interest rate is going to be much higher. There's a big add for that. And you would expect generally, you're going to see an interest rate about a half a point higher than the standard, you know, no cash out refi. And then the other thing that a lot of people don't realize is that conforming loans, which in the state of California, go up to five hundred ten thousand four hundred dollars if you're at that level or below that's where you're getting the two and a half percent 30 year fixed if you're above that and you are you know you need and and there's a there's an expansion pack that works for slow county that lets us go to 690 so if you're one of those people and and it's part of the conforming program but it's called the super conforming or the high balance program um you might consider yourself having a conforming loan. So sometimes people are hearing this conversation for the first time. Well, you're part of this super conforming or high balance bucket. And because of that, even though you've got a lot of equity, that program is priced um, adversely to the standard conforming loan. And so you might have an interest rate coming in closer to 3% if you're in that high balance bucket. And COVID has really um, compounded that problem it was very much that the high balance loan and the conforming loan, the true conforming loan, were generally within an eighth, maybe a quarter point of one another. And today, that spread is three eighths to a half a point most of the time. So, um, you kind of yeah, in yeah, rate. So rate. you got to be prepared yeah. for that. Um, and then also, you know, there's other products like, for example. Some the VA loans are not pricing great during COVID. They've gotten a lot better, but they're not great. And so if you're a high-balance VA loan or a cash-out high-balance VA loan, um, you might have an interest rate that's the same or higher than a conventional loan right now. And so it may not be worth it to do VA and and, and have the funding fee and those kind of things. So at any rate... Yep. It, I just
3: started I just started a borrower yesterday who's in a VA loan, has always done VA, and was like, you gotta walk me through this. How is it possible that and he was like offended, you know, but not like not with me, just like, yeah, how is it possible that the VA is not allowing, you know, my my peers to get a better rate than the average Joe, and it's just where we're at right now. And it's not like VA is out there trying to raise rates. It's just that, again, this guy has a 40% loan to value yep. on a $900,000 house. I walked him through why you would never want to do VA. He's going to touch about $70,000 in cash because his son, who he shares another property with needs to do some improvements. Dad's going to take out the money. Son's going to pay him back. It's a perfect scenario. And he thought, Oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to use my VA loan again. You know, and and here we are. we we started a Fannie Mae loan on Monday.
2: Yep, it's pretty normal. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's certainly an interesting time, but um, I mean interest rates are historically low, and I generally like to make this call to you guys if you have, you know, and usually I'll say if you have an interest rate above above X that it's time to call and and visit the idea of refinancing. And I think last time we did the show, we were calling X 3.5%. Um, That's right. And yep. now I got to say that for the average consumer, if you have an interest rate above 3, um, it's time to call. And, you know, there's some well, chance you call, though, if you're in that high-balance product or, you know, any other characteristic that might um, – adversely affect your interest rate it may not be worth it for you but you should at least call and check on it
3: there's a whole other layer to this of of the onion to this conversation though i mean we are seeing reports that people are running up 50 to 70 percent of their credit card bills are max are at are used right now and not being paid down because extra income is just being put in the bank it's it's like how do i want to pay this Down, but I've got this low minimum payment. I might need cash in three months. Right. If you've been performing on your mortgage, it's a good idea to talk to Jason and I about what debt consolidation looks like. Jay, you you could write a book on how many people's lives you've changed. I've seen you do it. Oh yeah. When I started in this business, I mean you you're we're setting aside maybe sixty thousand dollars on top of their mortgage, and people are going. Saving twelve hundred, thirteen hundred, sometimes fourteen hundred dollars. It's month.
2: so funny you bring this up. Two days ago I was on the phone. It's a young married couple from Santa Margarita, and he's self-employed and she's a teacher. And suffice to say, they're working hard and kind of coming up short. So they're carrying some credit card debt. They had a big capital expense for his business that was a high rate of interest that Because their credit card debt they have is a little high their credit scores are low so when they had to finance the equipment for his business they got kind of an unfavorable term they got a $58,000 loan that's a five year loan and the payment on this is more than $1,000 a month they have other debt that's pretty you know just is bothersome but we look at and, and they bought their house five years ago so now they're sitting on a pretty good chunk of equity, and we were able to do a cash-out refi to eliminate the loan they had, still had mortgage insurance on it. So we're doing a cash-out refi, oh, wow. eliminating the mortgage insurance. We're going from a four and a quarter down to a two and seven eighths. It was a little bit higher because it was cash out for them. Um, and he's and under they, that five
3: ten limit you talked about. He's right? under that
2: five ten, and yeah. so we we sneak this whole thing together for them, changing their monthly cash flow. So basically, the debt that we're paying off gets rid of um, a pretty sizable payment, and um, also saving over five hundred dollars a month on the mortgage, even with the higher loan balance, changing the cash. Cash flow of these people's household dramatically, and I found myself having the conversation with them, which was. You know what? You're in your early 30s, and most people, if you were lucky enough to buy a house in your 20s, um, are using their 30s to kind of catch up from what their 20s did to them. They got student yep. loan debt. They financed things like furniture and cars, and you know are struggling kind of get all the balls in the air. And your 30s, man, one you're like one good debt consolidation refinance away from changing the cash flow of your house so dramatically that you can shift into a season of being able to have savings saving for yeah. your kids' college future, saving yep. for that rainy yep. day account, saving for that vacation, um, you know, that's gonna come up at your 10 or 15 year wedding anniversary. There's so many things where having money is so amazing. And yeah, oftentimes a cash out refi is just the final piece to the puzzle to bring it all together and say, oh, okay, I can radically change my cash flow now. And, and as this comes out of my mouth, I wanna say again, I've never been a big fan of making short-term debt, long-term debt. However, if you are in a situation where the cash flow of your house is keeping you up at night, Slash preventing you from saving money um, you don't have a rainy day fund you're unable to contribute to a retirement plan and are banking solely on social security. If you find yourself in that situation, this is a conversation we should sit down and have um, yeah. it It, it yeah. changes the game for people um, and so like i said i don't i don't take it lightly that you would take equity out of your home to consolidate debt. Um, Generally speaking, I, I don't believe that's a great idea unless you are already um, you're in a tight spot. And something needs to change or else you could be overwhelmed and be facing having to sell your home, right? I mean, people yeah. people paint themselves into tight spots and oftentimes it's a it's a failure to hop in and, and plan before it's catastrophic, before your credit score is so low that you can't qualify or that you can't get these good terms or you can't get a cash out refi. Um so don't let it get I've to that said point. This
3: before. I've said this before and it's corny. And I think the reason I say it is because it sticks is that equity is the f- superhero of your finances. Oh yeah. And, you know, equity is not going to, you can't just like turn on the bat, the bat signal every day and be like, Oh, I'm going to call on equity. But there are times when you're like in dire needs and equity is there to help you. And, and renters, if you're listening to this, this is the reason you own this is the reason you finally say, you know what?
2: One of many, I don't, but
3: yes. I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, one of many, but this is the reward that Jason just talked about where people bought five years ago. And sure, the market could have gone down for them. That would have been bad. Hey, and before you but,
2: get to the second part of the story, let me just tell you that five years ago, huh, they're feeling scared, right? It's a big right. payment. They don't know how they're going to fit it in their budget. It's overwhelming, all that, yet they take the plunge, right? And this is what many people contemplating homeownership today are worried about. The market's mm-hmm. been going up for a while. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'm scared of what happened to be the idiot that buys right before the whole market crashes. Uh, people worry about these things, right? But, but those people that took the plunge, um, you're what you're about to say now.
3: Yeah, those who took the plunge realize that after the first year, the first year is like, that's like being in. It's like laboring. I mean, you're every month. You're like, oh my god, we oh, owe that payment again. Give me away from this thirty three hundred dollar a month payment or whatever it is. You know, the one that's nine hundred dollars more than what you used to spend when you were renting. But then you just get you condition yourself. You you stop going to Novo two times a week for dinner. You know, you start realizing that Costco's not that bad.
2: Homemade coffee is a lot more affordable. Yeah.
3: And and, and what starts to happen is you start to really respect your finances more because you have to. And that changes your way of focusing on your life as a balance sheet and an income statement. Now, I'm not saying don't have hobbies and be a financial robot. You should go out and live your life. But you really got to look on a monthly basis like, hey, here's my net worth. Yeah, it's negative but it was a lot more negative two years ago. And, yeah. and I've got options now. I've got options now to get myself out of trouble. And if I need to, this equity superhero is, is waiting in the wings.
2: yep uh, The other thing that's interesting about these low rates right now is that the average conforming loan is near two and a half percent. And the 15 year loan is about two and a quarter percent. So, The spread there is very narrow, and so I've been working with people that are five or seven years in. um, In some cases, they're even 11 or 12 years into a mortgage that um, they thought they might have forever, and they really don't want to go back to a 30-year loan term. Um, Most of the time, it still makes sense to get a 30-year loan right now, though, and I'll tell you why. Um, the spread is not big enough currently between the 30 and the 15 year uh, it's good to get the 30 year in my opinion yep. anyway. get the 30 year and then make the bigger payment every month you can and that it's comfortable and, and your budget allows you to sometimes life throws you a curveball uh, loss of a job loss of a spouse loss of health guess what your truck
3: um, needs new tires That's something
2: happens and yeah. you go hey you know what I really love the fact that this april now that i got this huge tax bill on me i'm just going to make my 30 year payment and then yep. and then once i you know get through this i'll get back on habit of making my 15 year payment um, mm-hmm. that you just kind of buying that option for a nominal change in interest to stay at the 30 year so there's been a lot of that and we have some cool calculators and worksheets that we're sharing yeah. with people to work through that. So it's not just about lowering your house payment guys. I mean, we used to run a commercial that said refinance into a higher house payment and ask me why. Um, Sometimes like if you have a 4% 30 year fixed and you're, you know, you're paying 3000 bucks a month for it, uh, but you've had it for nine years and we can do a new 30 year loan for you, but you know, Put you into what feels like or performs like a fifteen-year amortization, your payment might only go up a hundred bucks right now because these interest rates are so low. Um, you know, could just possibly be an opportunity. But here's here's the straight talk on it, and uh, I'll leave you with this before we go to the break: there's no one size fits all. There isn't the the same it's answer impossible. doesn't fit everybody. So this yeah, is not impossible. a this is not a thing where you're going to let an app make this decision for you. This is not a thing where you want to just push a silly button because a commercial told you to do it and let somebody else make huge financial decisions for you. This is a thing where you want to call and let one of us help you walk through your options look at those different scenarios give you some worksheets give you some advice help you understand what the best thing for you to do um we can we can help you we bring it into simple digestible terms um it's what we're doing and makes a lot of sense so yeah um When we started this segment, we were talking about the fact that the government, essentially, the government came out and levied this new um, tax, essentially, on all refinance transactions in the country, and it's making some national headlines. I'm getting phone calls about it, and so, uh, Mike, you touched on it a little bit. I want to get deeper into this when we get back from the break. I want to talk a little bit about it. Um, and, you know, kind of help people understand what it looks like and what it means. And so let's go ahead and take the uh, final commercial break here of this hour and then we'll be back here in just a minute with more Mortgage
1: Matters. It's time to pay some bills. Mortgage Matters will be back in just a few seconds. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832.
4: It's time to make a change. Get lean and efficient in time for summer with Kennedy Club Fitness and AM Sun Solar. Schedule your free consultation with AM Sun Solar and you could win a one-year membership to Kennedy Club Fitness. That's right. Get entered to win a one-year membership with Kennedy Club Fitness when you schedule your free solar consultation with AM Sun Solar today. AM Sun Solar is your local solar company providing exceptional service since 2001. Call us at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com.
2: Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved.
5: Just call 543Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast.
0: Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number three two eight three. Hi,
2: this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved.
5: Just call 543 low. We're the mortgage experts on
0: the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number two. In the heart of wine country, In Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from, but with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit coastalcommunitybuilders.com today. In these times of economic turmoil,
6: it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley and Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over thirty years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Come to Blakesley and Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles. Member FINRA and SIPIC.
0: You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC
1: News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the Mortgage Experts from Central Coast Lending. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Now, back to the show.
2: Right, guys welcome back um mike i forgot what we were going to talk about
3: we are going to talk about uh, the SHFA yes. um half a point fee for cons- that's going to be pushed down to consumers
2: yeah so here you go this is an interesting thing um now we're in one of the worst economic downturns we've ever had before Uh, unemployment is still higher than it was at the peak of the great financial crisis of 2008 Um, we have so much uncertainty we have a record high delinquency rate nationally um, in most loan programs we have millions of people in forbearance agreements um, because they can't afford their housing Uh, We have the government paying billions of dollars a day to keep mortgage-backed security purchases flowing and buying bonds to keep interest rates low. And then we have the government, out of the other hand, make a play that puts a tax on every refinance that happens in the nation. Um, Pretty fascinating. And... um, as you kind of touched on before, there's some speculation as to why they are assessing this fee. Um, and I, I have my yeah. own theories about it, which uh, because I have my own radio program here, I'm going to go ahead and share some of those uh, theories with <laughs> right. you guys. Um, <laughs> right. But first of all, um, there is massive... Massive refinance volume going on right now. And when I say massive, massive two times, I am wanting to say it many more times. It is unbelievable the volume of business. Um, We, I mean, Central Coast Lending, if we're a barometer to what's happening in the rest of the industry, uh, we have already eclipsed. It was actually at some point in July, we eclipsed the total production of 2019 by um, in year year to date in 2020 in seven months. Yeah. So we're on a pace potentially to go twofold what we did in the prior year. Um, and reason being, January, February, and March were relatively normal. This big mess didn't fully fall onto us until April. So when you look at the curve, that's how I'm able to project that I think we'll more than double it by the end of the year, though you know, it took us five-eighths of the year essentially to eclipse what we did last year. So at any rate, uh, we're very busy. The mortgage industry as a whole is very busy. Um, it's going gangbusters nuts. And th- what's totally fascinating about it is that mortgage companies in this downturn, mortgage companies are really, I mean, we're inundated with business. There is very high personnel costs. There's a lot of overtime being paid and a lot of bonuses being paid and, um, you know, a lot of concessions yeah. being made on locks because we're doing lock extensions because it's taking so long to get through the process. Um, so, bottom line is, is there there is added cost in this environment, but mortgage companies are doing very well. Um, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are under conservatorship and have been since two thousand and eight. And you know, just to kind of go back through the numbers here, you should know that in um, quarter one of twenty twenty. Freddie Mac earned $1.8 billion and Fannie Mae in the first quarter earned $2.5 billion. So adding this additional tax um, will probably almost double their revenue in quarter three. Um, they've couched it as a tax due to higher risks and cost. but um, That's hard to imagine how you're justifying the risk of people coming from their four or three and a half percent loan to a two and a half percent loan um, on a rate and term refi where they're just lowering their housing costs on the payment they've already been making in a product that we've already been able to prove we're required to prove that they're not in forbearance on and that their job is very sound and if they're self employed they're meeting great measures of looking at the PL and the business bank statements for analyzing cash flow. We were we're layering up added measures to in sure that there's appropriate risk and the government then is levying this tax um, suggesting that it's um, for added higher risk than costs and they're already making more money because of the increased volumes i see it as nothing more than a cash grab they're seeing an opportunity to levy attacks on here where they can make a half a point on every single loan that comes through and ultimately it raises the cost to the homeowner. I mean that's the bottom line is we're in a period Isn't
3: it true? Go ahead. Sorry,
2: Jay. I We're in a period where people need help today more than ever and we can prove it at every turn and you've got now this guy, the head of the FHFA laying out this fee and so as you guys could imagine um, there's been major blowback um, you know the lobbying organizations as they exist in the U.S. with the National Association of Realtors and the Na- and the Mortgage Banker Association and on and on there's a lot of really influential a lot of money getting kicked around these companies um, but also you know you've got companies like Wells Fargo who have big opinions on these things coming out saying how dare you um, in a time where people need help how dare you attempt to maximize profit and so a lot of letters have been written um, we're encouraging people if, if you're hearing this and it upsets you to um, to write your congressmen or women um you know there there yeah, are the representative. Exactly. yeah there are various places where you can let your voice be heard that you think this is unacceptable um i mean i've done it and i encourage you guys to do it i don't think we should be trying to make a cash grab i think rather keeping the low rates trying to get the help to the street is what we should be focusing on um but yeah Jay. So, yeah
3: I love that you share your, your opinion. And I also love that you share your feelings. I think it's important to just let's deductively just explain what this is though. Right. So the FHFA, the federal housing finance agency, they're responsible to ensure that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are operating in a safe and sound manner. Right. Yep. This is done through supervision and regulation. And so that's like part of what we see month to month. There's always back and forth. Like, you know, this is happening, this is happening, but this is a pass down fee from the government to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, correct? Like they they were they were they were told that they would be charged a fee.
2: That's right. Well, and more importantly, FHFA oversees Fannie and Freddie, and so basically is the puppet strings, and they're sort of alleging that Fannie and Freddie. Um, In an indirect way, they're alleging that Fannie and Freddie requested this increase. Um, But the bottom line is it's very, you would have to have more experience with seeing how things like this are implemented and the lead time that they give, the way that they announce it and structure it. Um, This was very much different than every time I've ever seen it happen. Usually they'll say, hey, for all loans, it's not uncommon for them to put something like this. For all loans originated after December 31st, 2020 right give you all months and months get ready you know it's coming it'll at least cut the whining down that's not uncommon for something like this where we would we've had g fees and other things in the past that are levied this way this was announced on a thursday a week ago today that they would assess this fee to any loan that closes after August 31st. And so, for you, the consumer, I mean, here's message one that I want you to know if your loan is locked with us, um, we're not going to change the lock with you. So, right. We have locked a position with an investor that we intend to sell your loan to. They will be charged that fee um, when they securitize that loan. It'll be due to Fannie or Freddie, half a point. They're going to take big baths on that, and they know it. So um, if you're in process, you don't need to worry. Your deal's not going to change. But... You know, if your loan needs to be relocked or renegotiated in some way or another after um, the 31st, there's going to be a fee taken into consideration on it and... Somebody's going to eat it. Um, So, you know, I mean, the bottom line is is it's a bizarre timing on a cash grab with poor notice and it's upsetting. But I don't want you guys to believe that it's going to have, you know, real negative effect on you. The other thing, if I'm... now, I'm not trying to be an alarmist. The voice of reason here wants me to tell you that the profit margins in the mortgage business have been hefty, and they've we've been able to have big profit margins because there's so much volume. Um, And these rates are already so low that I do believe that by the time all the dust settles, if this has a meaningful change on the volume of loans that are being done in the nation, as that volume slows, the profit margin will erode and it'll probably be offset almost dollar for dollar. Um, But, you know, we'll have to wait and see how that unfolds. Um, But bottom line is, if you guys need to do a refi, um you you know one company to the next it's not un, it's not uncommon for one company to have a half a point profit margin greater than another company and so right. it's really smart to shop your loan um, don't let somebody run your credit and drag you all the way through this. But if you have an offer from one lender, you know, if you're working with Quicken or you're working with Cash Call or, you know, Own It or any one of these companies that's doing weird stuff, um, let us quote it too. We'll be able to help you out. I picked up some loans this week where people are just having bad experiences elsewhere elsewhere and want to work with somebody local that knows what they're doing. Um, hey, we're running out of time here on the show today. So I want to say if you guys need loan help, call us at the company, 805-543-LOAN. Find us on the web at centralcoastlending.com. Mike, thank you very much for your help today. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to get this message out, so thank you. And um, that's it for us, guys. It's a wrap. We're going to replay this for the second hour, so if you missed any of it, feel free to listen again. If you listen to it, feel free to listen to it again. And if you don't like hearing things twice, don't listen to it again. Um, We'll be back as soon as we can. Thanks, everybody. Stay healthy. Be safe.